Welcome to the Sex Positive Podcast. I am your host, Carrie Ann Hanoski, social worker and sex educator. Today we're talking about polyamory and jealousy, specifically in polyamorous relationships, and how to navigate that a little bit more effectively. So stay tuned and you might just learn a little bit more about what jealousy is and how to manage that feeling. So jealousy is a difficult emotion to navigate, especially in romantic relationships. And I think it's natural for us to turn to envy when our partner gives more attention to others than us. But it also can feel a bit embarrassing to feel that way. I've had many conversations with couples that They just say to me, I don't want to feel jealous or I don't understand why I feel this way. But I think when we talk about polyamory specifically, um, definitely the misconception that people shouldn't feel jealous in polydynamics, but also dealing with jealousy in polyamory becomes all the more difficult because you have more people involved. So asking yourself, Is this an emotion you should be feeling and should you bring it up with your partners and is that a normal reaction or are they going to look down upon you for even feeling what you're feeling? And I think those questions can really eat away at you and a lack of communication or avoiding that topic is really just going to increase the distance between you and your partners. So I want to go through a few ways to navigate polyamory and jealousy specifically, but just validating that jealousy is a human feeling and there are some ways to process it. So first and foremost, I just want to say poly relationships are not very visible or spoken about in our society. There's still a lot of taboo about an open relationship or what that even looks like. Um, There's a really great show right now called How to Build a Sex Room, and there is one episode that talks to a family um, that lives together, and they're a poly family. And that's probably one of the very first, I think, shows I have seen where that is normalized, that there is this type of relationship and breaks down some of the stereotypes and stigma that can go along with having multiple partners. I remember one person approached me many years ago um, when I first started out and was asking how to go about setting up a polyamorous relationship. And he was asking me if it was normal or abnormal because he wasn't very aware of how polydynamics can unfold. And the truth is, it turned out he was actually quite happy, and so were the other women uh, who were involved in his situation. And the lack of his information made him question that dynamic, even though they all lived as a triad very harmoniously. These relationships aren't exactly like open relationships, but think of them more like community living. Um, whether that's in a house with the partners and they're living like a family or there's just a sense of um, camaraderie with each other. But jealousy is a part and parcel of the polyamory experience and I think it's a normal emotion that doesn't exist um, 
within those dynamics really is quite frankly, it's a myth. At the end of the day, whether we're monogamous or non-monogamous, we are still human and we have a whole range of feelings. And jealousy definitely happens to be one of those feelings. We all have insecurities in our relationships. And even though we have a sense of openness and accepting other partners, there could be certain situations that make us feel less important, less heard, less seen, And since such relationships aren't openly seen or discussed, and they're certainly not in the heteronormative (laughs) media that we do see, um, it can be really difficult to navigate jealousy. I think that understanding and dealing with jealousy and polyamory can become really difficult. So I want to go through a few points that might make it a bit easier to navigate. So point number one would be the partner needs to be sensitive. So first of all, the person who has a jealous partner needs to approach the situation with a whole lot of kindness and empathy. They should be emotionally available, transparent, and show an openness to communicate with their partner. At no point in time should you avoid, condemn, punish your partner for feeling what they're feeling and instead make them think that they're overthinking, overreacting, or that their feelings are wrong. And please, I will say again, make sure you are kind. And use compassionate language to help the other person feel validated. Being a part of a polyamorous relationship really has a certain level of maturity, sensitivity, sensibility to handle that situation. And going forward, please make sure to talk about how to make your partner feel more included since the entire dynamic really does depend on it. Consent from the primary partner is required in a poly relationship, so please make sure that has been discussed effectively. There is still cheating in a poly relationship if things have not been discussed or consented to. Randomly deciding what you'd like to do and going ahead without a conversation is really just going to guarantee jealousy, which I will just say is well warranted. My second point is dealing with jealousy and polyamory does require taking ownership. The partner who is feeling jealous, you must take ownership of what you're feeling, your own emotions, your triggers and polyamory insecurity. You might feel that certain issues and triggers happen pretty often. Anxiety does tend to show up over and over again. And it does result in sort of this push-pull type of negative relationship. So you have to use your own coping skills and techniques or counseling to make sure you are able to process your own anxiety and not put that onto the other person to fix for you. Mindfulness is a really great strategy in overcoming jealousy if polyamory is important to you to pursue. Staying in the present is a very big skill of mindfulness and it helps you look at what is actually happening right now rather than dwelling in the future where all those what ifs might actually live. My third point would be recognizing your own personal triggers. It's very important to understand what the triggers are 
and thinking about if you've experienced them before, even in your childhood, looking at your attachment pattern and how you bond to other individuals. If you have an anxious attachment or an avoidant or disorganized attachment, that is gonna play out in your relationships. So it's a very important piece and you must revisit that in your mind, but also your body. Your nervous system is going to respond when it feels threatened. So emotions really are embedded in our bodies. We seem to forget that, that emotions are physical responses to external stimuli. So when those triggers happen, you're going to feel your body react in a lot of unfavorable, uncomfortable and similar ways to maybe how you've been triggered before. So an example of that I will give is if a partner says they're going out for a movie back in the day when <laughs> we didn't have the pandemic and we went out to movies, but they're going out to a movie with their their partner the jealous partner is going to start feeling physically anxious, angry, possibly devastated. They may have abandonment feelings that might surface. And if their partner starts talking to somebody for a long time, they may also feel similar changes in their body and mind. So it's a very important thing to explore in what your own triggers are, because the more you understand what's causing the jealousy, and becoming aware of what's happening in the now, in the present, that's where your mindfulness is coming in, you can actually figure out how to deal with it. And in psychotherapy, this is where we call witnessing emotions. It does involve being very mindful of one's own thoughts and emotions. Introspection is really the only way we can change anything. So we have to build that awareness first. I do sometimes make my clients recall any memory that does come up when we're talking about some of these issues and make them really try to see for what it is, not for what it seemed like in the moment. Sometimes we mix up states of being, whether that's past or future. So it's a really important thing to use your mindfulness skills and figure out where is this coming from. It's a nice segue to my next point which is working on your own insecurities. And all jealousy does stem from insecurities and low self-esteem. Not having compassion for yourself and having that self-worth might be driving the bus on some of these jealousy issues in your polyamorous relationships. It could be because you had siblings that you were compared to. It could be because you were abandoned emotionally or physically by your parents or someone around may have been more talented than you were, but there's some sort of root that says, I don't feel good enough. And because of that emotion, you're worried someone is going to take your place. You might start thinking about how different partners may make your primary partner happier than you can and start asking questions like, you know, do they do more for your partner than you do? Or do you think that they, you know, engage in sex more? Or it's better in some sort of way? Maybe that, you know, do they make you happier than you could make them? So some of those doubting types of questions start to show up. And I will just normalize and say comparisons do come up in everyone's mind. 
In a lot of ways, we're socialized to compare. Um, as a reference, I think social media is a great example of that, but it doesn't mean it's realistic. And that's the point I want to, to take home with this is when you understand and declare to yourself that I am what I am, this is what I can give to you in this relationship, this is who I can be with you, that needs to be enough. That tendency then to compare tends to decrease because you're validating this is what I can give, this is what I can provide in this relationship. And when you start working on your own insecurity and accepting yourself as well as accepting your partner for who they are, what your worthiness is, it actually does become easier to not feel so threatened by your partner's partners. My next point is to validate your own reactions. So what do I mean by that? So when you're experiencing jealousy in a poly relationship, You might not know what you're feeling is normal. So one of the most important steps in dealing with jealousy is validating your own feelings. So many people come to me and they're like, I just don't want to feel this way or I want to avoid this conversation. I just want things to go well. But to do that, you're not actually going to get to the root of where this is coming from in some sort of way. In dialectical behavior therapy, we talk about how all feelings have a function and a purpose. It's giving you information to say something's going on. What do you want to do with that? So in order to do that, you must, have, you must find out if you're overreacting and figuring out the reasons for your thoughts and your emotions challenging them possibly, but asking yourself if there's truth behind what you're thinking or not. Are your emotions justified? Is it true that your partner is dishonoring you or giving you less importance? Is it true that they're not willing to be with you? And once you can really answer those questions honestly, you'll know if your reaction is justified or not. Checking the facts is the skill in DBT where we're seeing, is this actually an emotional response or is there actually some factual reason as to why this is happening? So it's important to keep in mind, you must not be biased in your answer. (laughs) Try to practice some empathy in your relationship as well, because if your partner is busy because of work or school or they're forming a rapport with someone new, And maybe you're just not used to it. Maybe it's exploring what is actually happening and giving yourself a bit of care and grace that this is a process and figuring out how you do genuinely feel. And another crucial point is sometimes partners are busy with other people That insecurity can definitely take hold. So it's important you do have time for your own self. You could just be hanging out with your friends. You could pick up a new hobby. You can find things that are worthy of your time. And finding yourself out of the relationship 
will empower you, but also you'll be working on your own insecurity. You will be cultivating things that nurture your own self. And the emotional dependency on your primary partner, as a result, will also minimize. But also, the fear of losing this partner won't feel so debilitating either, because you have other things in your life, people and (laughs) hobbies and things to say, I'm pretty awesome. I have lots of things that I like about myself. And I really encourage you to spend some time with just you. So I just want to make a point about communicating in conflict without being accusatory to the other person. So quite often, there are going to be some really big emotional outbursts, some very big feelings show up with polyamorous relationships and just relationships in general. However, if you're overcoming the jealousy piece, effective communication is a non-negotiable. So having a conversation about how you're feeling without accusing anyone or raising your voice, but being able to sit with your emotions and tell your partner something like, I feel uncomfortable when you're not around. I feel less important when you choose to be with another person more often than I want you to be. And I think just giving that space to sit with that And then maybe follow it up with a question like something that doesn't sound accusatory, but something like uh, a bid for connection. So John Gottman talks a lot about bids and relationships and how we need to ask for what we want from the other person rather than waiting for them to figure it out or mind read. So saying something like, I'd like to spend more time with you. How can we make time and space for ourselves and maybe what is it that we can do to make me feel more included it's it's giving some space to have an open conversation and move to actually solving the problem or finding a solution together rather than ending up in a power struggle where one person's right, one person's wrong. And honestly, like you end up in a gridlock situation with that type of communication. So I will just say it's a very important point to set rules in a polyamorous relationship, rules that are mutually accepted and agreed upon. So why is this important? If there aren't any rules or boundaries, the relationship is going to fall apart. It will be threatened. It will feel out of sync with your partners. Just like there are certain bindings and obligations in a marriage or a monogamous relationship, the same is true in a polyamorous relationship as well. It doesn't mean that those things aren't flexible and may change over time with negotiating and conversations, but everybody does have to agree with some sort of parameters because every relationship looks different based on the people who are in it. And assuming that you understand what is expected and what isn't just because you're in the polyamorous relationship, it isn't a good idea. There could be 
different degrees of openness. Some people might not mind their partners hanging out with people of the same sex. Some people may have a problem with it. It's a very important point to have some sort of outline as to what this looks like and what is expected. So when dealing with polyamory and jealousy, it is really important to talk about those boundaries and rules so nobody feels attacked or taken for granted or violated. And part of that discussion is making sure that your morals and ethics and value systems are in the right place. So when people run towards polyamory or even open relationships, sometimes it's out of a fear of commitment, a fear of missing out, a fear of losing freedom, a fear of taking responsibility, or a fear of being abandoned. They really need to evaluate what is your own personal value system? I have had many conversations over the years with people who their partner has had an infidelity that then the other person was like, well, I guess we have an open relationship now. But you can see the manipulation in that, right? Both parties have to be consensual that this is something that they want to do and have an open discussion about what that is going to look like. Because in those situations where this change is happening out of fear, fear actually becomes a way that the relationship becomes self-defeating, deceitful, manipulative. The relationship then features players, is how I would explain it, rather than, than lovers, rather than people who intimately have a connection. And the compassion in the relationship starts to go missing. So just as a final note, I will say polyamory is really about loving and living from the heart. It's much more than being driven by hormonal lust to have more partners under the label of polyamory. It's actually the contrary. It includes or rather, it must include compassion, trust, empathy, love, and a responsibility. And there's a term in polyamory called compersion, where it actually does mean that you find joy or happiness in seeing someone else fulfill your partner. There is a certain love or joy that is, is a fulfillment in a lot of ways for the partners that are involved And we may think that polyamory is a done deal in today's era, but the truth is it comes with a lot more complications than monogamous relationships. If you're living with multiple people, you've got to match their rhythm, their personality, and you can see how easy it is that jealousy shows up within a polyamorous relationship. So with the points I've talked about today, I'm really hopeful that it will help you navigate jealousy in your polyamorous relationships. And if you're in a monogamous relationship and listening to this, maybe some of the points are also helpful in spending more time with just your own self and cultivating that sense of identity for you. And remember, what you're feeling is normal. Take ownership of that feeling is the first step to working through it and processing it. Thanks for joining me today on the Sex Positive Podcast. You can check out my other episodes as well. 
on Spotify, as well as Apple and Google podcasts. Please like, share and subscribe. You can also look at my Instagram at the sex positive podcast. Thanks, everyone. Take care.